Welcome, welcome back to She Can Talk the Podcast. I am your host, Colleen, aka Gongoli MC on Instagram. If you want to see what we're doing with music, if you want to catch up on the latest, stream the latest, um, book me for a show, whatever you want to do, interview. Um, we also got Colleen Eat Wings on Instagram where you can go see what I'm saucing and tossing, grilling and chilling for the holidays coming up or whatever I be feeling like doing. You know, I'll be cooking. I'm a foodie. So you can go over there and check out the food, check out some recipes or She Can Talk the podcast we're also on instagram as well but you know what you can keep it simple just go over to www.doerecords.com and you can keep up with everything you can link click on the links click on the music check out the pictures check out the videos all at the one-stop shop also if you want to submit music for consideration to be you know signed to the label or for consideration of anything collaborations you can do that also at doerecords.com Hey, okay, so this is a quick one, okay, because I do have several other episodes that will that I am working on, but I just wanted to stop and address, as you can see by the title, and I'm not trying to clout chase, I am not trying to hop on anyone's bandwagon. To me, I actually feel like I'm a personal victim in this, so that's why I wanted to speak about it, and if you go back just to give you guys proof you can go back into several different episodes of my show she can talk the podcast and you can hear where I've revered this person I've given this person props and um you know even you know basically basically admitted to being a fan okay so as you can see by the title I'm talking about Cynthia G Okay, she's a YouTuber, influencer, really, I just know her from YouTube. And to be honest, you know, my defense, I caught wind of her on YouTube around, you know, the pandemic, when everyone's in a house, everyone's like, you know, home. So watching YouTube, watching a lot of things online, watching a lot of people go live, that was the thing to do. So I came across her um, content Similarly, around the same time, I came across Kevin Samuel and Tasha Kay. So all three of them, for me, I kind of discovered them around the same time, just going on YouTube and then, you know, one video would lead into the other, et cetera, et cetera. So we probably, I would say Kevin Samuel started it for me personally. I think his he had a video where he like ripped this lady apart you know like she she was like you know right he was like rate yourself or whatever and she was like I'm a 10 and he was like you're more like a three and you know by society standards some people would agree so it was funny right and we didn't know like colossal and I at the time of seeing the video we didn't know if it was a skit or if it was a real actual you know thing that was happening on this guy's show. So we just thought it was funny. And we was like, yo, we got to look it up to get the context of this video. Cause it was a viral video. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you are, are familiar with what I'm talking about, because I'm pretty sure a lot of us became familiar with Kevin Samuels around that time. So of course watching him and he didn't just really talk about women initially. He gave men critique and advice and told him like, you know, Hey, you're going to need to clean yourself up. You need to focus on hygiene if you're trying to get a woman. So I would say that it was just funny watching Kevin Samuels because he gave it to them. He didn't matter. He didn't matter, man or woman. He gave it to them. But it seems like after he went viral, a lot more women started calling into his show and wanting to be critiqued by him, which to me, I thought was funny. Cause I was like, this is the weirdest shit ever. Dude is, does not hold back. 
and you're crawling into his show looking like a hot mess, wanting to be critiqued because you think you're a 10. Delusional. But anyway, um, so after watching several Kevin Kevin Samuels videos and, you know, for entertainment purposes, laughing and et cetera, Cynthia G's videos started to pop up. And we started to say like, well, hey a minute, this is like a, is she answering Kevin? This is like the female version of Kevin. The only difference was she was just going hard on guys. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I did not agree with some of her stuff. Because like I said, you can go back into my episodes on my show here. And I've referenced her several times. Referenced things that she have spoken about. But I don't just listen to what people say and take it as face value. I'll do a little research. And then, you know, if I come and come, you know, and make and come to my own conclusion based upon my research, based upon what was said, et cetera. So doing several, you know, during, you know, watching her episodes several times since 2020, and she has said some things that were facts, right? Some things that actually made sense and then had like the statistics and history to support it. I was like, wow, she knows what she's talking about. I, I, you know, I kind of like her rhetoric, right? She wasn't, um, you know, a lot of people like to always say like, you know, the angry black woman, right? Like, you know, you're angry, you know, the reason you're bitter, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't think that at first with her, I thought that she was just like, you know, a realistic woman, like, Hey, this is what happens to us. And we need to start waking up. Like, you know, come on now, women, black women in particular, we're at the, always at the last of the line, you know, they'll tell you like, you know, this guy said it recently on one of those things like, oh, you're the last to be picked on a dating app. You're the last to be picked in real life, whatever, whatever. So this is the rhetoric that's put out there about black women, right? So to see someone kind of like standing up for us and, um, had the stats to prove it, you know, had the facts to prove it, it kind of was a, a little bit of breath of fresh air. But then I noticed as the years went on, because, you know, there's about three years. Now, I don't think I subscribe to the channel. Like, really and truly, you know, anyone, well, I don't know if anyone, because I don't know how that works. But if you were to ever go look and see what I'm subscribed to on YouTube, you'd probably be like, what? But I'm going to give some shout outs real quick. So who I'm subscribed to that I could just think of offhand that I go and I check that channel, like, okay, did a new episode drop? Because this is like a TV show for me. Even Colossal will be like, here we go. As soon as I put it on YouTube. So I'm a shout out to Grow With Joe. That's my girl. She has these really super cool exercises. I think she's just very refreshing. You know, she's an exercise channel and I am into exercise. So, but the thing is with me, um, I love a hectic life. I can't do a whole bunch of like 45 minute workouts, which she has some really great ones, but she has some really great intense 20 minute and under 15 minute and under exercises that you'll bust a sweat and have a full body workout. So I love Grow With Joe and congratulations. She just had her second child, her and her husband, beautiful family. Go check them out on YouTube. Um, I also want to shout out IAG Farms. IAG Farms, Tim and Megan, they're like probably my number one (laughs) channel that I watch on YouTube right now. 
And people be like, what? Colossal? First, Colossal used to joke me and be like, what are you watching? These foreign people, what's going on? But then when I started giving him the history of what's going on, like, yo, this is a young black couple. They own 15 acres out in Mississippi. They had a vision six years ago and now they're manifesting their vision and to see them and their three children and become debt free that's inspirational plus they bring a positive message of family god and you know living positively in peace so shout out to iag farms you know definitely definitely um a channel I look up, you know, I subscribe to, like I'm a hundred percent subscribed to who else that I could think of. Um, drink champs, <laughs> can't lie. Shout out to Nori. Shout out to EFN. Yeah. I'm subscribed to gym, drink champs. What can you say about that? Like it's, um, informative. And what I like about their show is they're my age group, my generation. So that's how we chill as adults. You know, you might have a drink, might have a little smoke, reminisce, tell some stories, be laughing. So the, um, the skill and the ability that Nori and EFN has to bring you into their conversations. Feels like you're in the living room with your homies, right? You pour you a drink, you, you know, you smoke a cigar, you smoke, a cigarette, whatever you want to smoke, you could light it up and chill and like partake in the conversation. And you really feel like you're in the conversation to the point that you'll be laughing with them. You'll be like, yeah, I remember that. You'll start talking to the TV. So shout out to Drink Champs. I am subscribed, you know, and that's just off the top of my head, the three that I 100% support. Like the, the dot will pop up like new episode. I'm on it you know, but, um, yeah, other than that, we can tend to fall down the rabbit hole of BS, negative energy, you know, stuff that's not, you know, really too positive. Right. And I'm guilty of that too. But, um, it wasn't like that at first with Cynthia G as far as what I seen, I seen that she was a black woman voicing, you know, her opinions about stuff that she's been through and stuff that, you know, she's observed in society um, when it comes to the black community. And I was on board with it at first because at first I thought like, hey, she's acknowledging and recognizing. And here is a person that's aware of some of the shortcomings in the black community. But then three years later, like I literally, and you can ask, like Colossal was actually you know, like I'm tired. I don't want to hear shit. She got to say type of thing. Right. And I would try like, and it wasn't like I would search for her cause I'm not subscribed, never been subscribed, but because I've watched her, my, you know, the algorithms, whatever, it'll bring her up for me on my, you know, if I'm signed into YouTube. So after a while, it just, it just started to sound like it was an angry black woman in my living room. If that make any sense, right? And there's only one black woman that lives in this house and I'm not angry. I don't yell. Unless I'm rapping, then you know my neighbors might hear me then too. But other than that, like, it's very peaceful over here. So to turn on your TV and to have that energy like, nah, 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 don't have black babies, it became kind of like chewing into a piece of my brain. Like, wait a minute, this is too much, you know? And um, so I had to like, proactively like I can't watch this my final straw and you can ask Colossal this was probably six months ago just to let you know but I was watching 
And I wasn't even like sitting down, like watching her with intent. Like I'm telling you, like if I'm cleaning up or if I'm cooking or doing something, you know, I'll have the TV on. I might initially put it on something like say, oh, IAG Farms got a new video and I'm watching that. And the next thing you know, it rolls into a next video, which would be Cynthia G or something like that. So in this particular case, it was playing. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm listening, washing these dishes, cooking, whatever I'm doing in the kitchen. And she was on a live with several other women. The women were in awe of her. The women agreed with her rhetoric. They were on board 100%. They were basically her supporters. And they were coming there to, you know, discuss, I guess, their feelings, their experiences about the topic, as well as bring more um, support to support her um, rhetoric. Right. Like, hey, this I got proof on this. I got proof on that. It was about including herself about four other women. So about five total, you know, like, you know how they look when they all up on the screen on the live or whatever. And I was in the kitchen. I had to come out and come into the living room and look and say, what the fuck is this? She was chewing every woman out. One woman to the point had to say, like. Yo, Cynthia, you do know that we're on your side. We agree with you. And she was just like tearing into them. So I said, well, hold on. I can't watch this because who are you? Like, what? who, like, this doesn't seem like you're here for the people, you know? Like, you say you hate the black man. And I'm not saying that's okay, but... To some degree, I understood where she was coming from. So, you know, I was like, okay, let me hear what she's talking about. And I gave a little benefit of the doubt. She came with some facts. I was able to cross-reference that. Gave me a little bit of further benefit of the doubt for her. But when she absolutely, positively started chewing out these women on her show, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And the women were like, Hey, we're on your side. Like, there's no need for for all of this. And she was like, "You don't know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about." Blah blah. Like, she was on volume a thousand, like not even ten, a thousand. So I said, "Oh no, this is giving me a headache." And I don't, I don't even like this. Like, these people are coming on your show to support you, and you're chewing them out, and just like very negative. So honestly, that was the last time I watched her, whatever that live was. I don't, I couldn't even tell you what the topic was because it wasn't like I was sitting down watching it. It was me cleaning up and it came on. I'm like, Oh, Cynthia G, let me hear what she's talking about. Even though up until that point, she had irritated me like every couple of videos, she would have one or two of them that I would be like, Oh my God. If you hear something in the news, some celebrity madness, you're like, Oh my God, I want to hear what Cynthia G has to say about this. I want to hear what Kevin Samuels have to say about this. Like it was certain people that you wanted to hear what they said about a thing just because that was their line of blogging and podcasting or whatever. But, um, it became angry. It became real, like went for me because I love my nephews. I love my nephews. You know what I'm saying? And my little cousins that are boys and I really pour into you know what I'm saying? Like, I love all my kids, but I really pour into the young men because 
it's a little harder road for them, in my opinion. I feel like sometimes people expect them to be born and go from child to man and have it all figured out. And sometimes if you don't have that, um, that blueprint or that leadership or that father figure, father, whatever, it can be a little difficult, right? So we just got to be there as a village for our kids. So that's something I always believe in. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, I put out Grow House Volume 1, which was a mixtape where I had all my nephews on there, my nephew's best friends, you know, my little cousins, and a whole bunch of young men that I felt needed an opportunity musically. And I also, it was a workshop. So the ultimate reward was to release the mixtape, but the workshop that they had to learn and the stuff that they had to go through prior to getting to the point of being a released artist was, Hey, you're going to learn about PRO, you know, performing rights organizations. You're going to, you're going to understand contracts and you're going to understand certain terminology. So when you are presented with a contract, you would know what it is in addition to, Hey, recognizing that I'm at the time that I'm being presented with a contract is the time that I need to go and, you know, get a lawyer, you know, put business orientation in front of them prior to putting out a mixtape. So you can tell them, you can ask Colossal. It was like freaking boot camp in our house. And I was tired because I felt like I had 10 sons, you know, but it was rewarding. And to see them blossom from there, to see some of them start their own businesses. Some of them say, Hey, you know what? I, I, I'm going to continue putting out music and take it upon themselves to continue on that journey. It made me proud. So to see... I, so I didn't disagree, I, I disagreed, I should say, let me go back a bit. I disagreed with Cynthia G when she was saying like, as a black woman, if you become pregnant with a boy, you should terminate the pregnancy. If you have boy children, you should kill them. Like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, what? So that became a point of contention for me. And that's when I personally said, you know, I got to you know, I'm going to be proactive in changing it to something positive, even if it's just a higher frequency vibration channel, because that's what I would do. Sometimes I'm like, she's, let me put on a, vib- a high vibrational frequency for 30 minutes and cleanse the air in my house because that was crazy. So, and, um, and I'm not going to lie and say that she did not have some good points. She did not have some solid points. She did. Maybe her approach was um, a little aggressive, but, you know, also in the world of shock value and shock TV, you know, I guess that's what's acceptable. But then we also see that there were podcasters like Tasha Kay who took it too far with Cardi B and, you know, it became a big thing, end up becoming a $4 million lawsuit that she's still currently contending with now. So there are repercussions to going that route of saying, Hey, I don't care. I'm going to say whatever I want to say. I'm going to offend. And I get it. Even on my show here, that's why a lot of things I don't talk about. I know some people will be like, Colleen is so many white. Why you didn't talk about that? Did you see what happened in the news last week? You heard about what happened with someone like, why you didn't talk about that? I try to keep a mix of what I talk about on my show, but I also don't want to, I don't like to go down that rabbit hole of, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Creating content off of someone else's demise or coming up off of someone else's misery. 
right? So things happen and I'll give my opinion and I'll tell you that, like, yo, this is my opinion. Like, you know, I don't know, just off the top of my head, I know I did an episode about when Danny Lay got played by the baby on the live, right? I didn't talk about their actual relationship, but I talked about how myself and how I was so grateful that when I was at that stage of dating and at that stage, that age of like, you know, the world's going to end every breakup, you know, the world opens up and it's sunshine in every new romance. Right. And so we, everything is a thousand, everything is heightened by 10 in your twenties and your late teens, etc. And I was, my episode was basically saying, Hey, I'm grateful that I was able to live that time without it being on social media because Lord knows I would have had some viral fucking moments myself. <laughs> as probably a lot of us would have, you know? So I have empathy for them and I have empathy for them. I don't think she's stupid. I don't think this, that, and the third, you know? I talked about Krishan and Blueface, like who cannot like take us out the group chat, right? I talk about that and I say, hey, I, you know, I don't give no opinions. I think, you know, it's a, it's a mess. That's my opinion. Well, let me retract that. I give my opinion. I give my opinion, but I would never be like, this is fact. This is what's going on. Cause I don't know what those people got going on for real. I see what they put out there for us to chew on and to grab, to hold our attention with. And sometimes we have to recognize that it's just that it's just shit being done to grab our attention. Right. But, um, yeah. So with Cynthia G, let me get back on topic there. So with Cynthia G, uh, one of the things that started to kind of like turn me off from being a fan or being, you know, interested in her content was, you know, one thing I've learned over life, you know, my grandmother used to say this all the time to me, you know, I've encountered this in work, you know, I've encountered this in music, you know, but a lot of people that are influential in my life, I should say, has said this to me. They said, don't complain if you can't come up with a resolution and work, they'll be like, if you have a problem at the very minimum, bring a suggestion or a solution. Right. So that means that if you're, if you have the capability of recognizing that there is a problem, then you should have the also equal capability of coming up with at the very minimum a suggestion of how we can rectify this problem right so don't come with problems unless you have solutions that's what my granny used to say nobody bring problem if it can't bring solution that's more so how she said it but there you go so um I started to notice with her content that it was more problems and no solutions. And I guess a lot of her solutions were more problems like kill the kids, don't have black boys, divest, you know, and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, after a while, I just feel like, you know, being a, I have a great, you know, awesome relationship with a black man that does, you know, he means the world to me and vice versa. And we are happy and positive that kind of, I kind of started feeling like I was disrespecting him watching Cynthia G. Right. So I was like, yeah. And the rhetoric is crazy. At first it was all entertaining and you know, Kevin Samuels, her boom, boom, boom. 
But then after a while, it was like, it became like really hateful. And you just couldn't recognize like, this is a thing that breaks apart our community. And when I say our community, black community first, and then the larger human community of us, you know, living in neighborhoods and families and just being in public and being kind to each other, even if you don't look like each other, you know, community. So, um, at, at a larger scale, I fell down the rabbit hole. I'm guilty. And I was like, so I'm watching this expose this morning because come to find out. And I probably rambled for about a good 25 minutes and I didn't even say the obvious. So Cynthia G's YouTube channel was recently terminated, like first demonetized and then a day or two later, just taken down, terminated. And then she went on another YouTuber's channel, Storm Monroe, and said, hey, I have a new channel. Come over here and check out my new channel. Within 24 hours of her promoting her new channel on YouTube, that too was removed. So, and they were saying like Storm Monroe better be careful because, you know, you can't really, you know, circumvent a, ter- a termination by coming back around on someone else's channel or to promote a new channel or whatever, because that person that helped you or allowed you to use their platform could now be terminated. So they were saying that he could have, he, you know, he got to be careful with doing stuff like that. But all that being said, um, two things that stood out to me. I was like, well, what video finally got her terminated? Because it was a lot, you know? And um, I don't know, part of me I'm in, in, is a few more people that I, I put it this way, I will say. I'm not happy and I'm not angry. I have no dog in the race when it comes to the repercussions of her channel coming down. Um, Just as an entrepreneur, as a person that's trying to become more, you know, into the YouTube world, into get more of an audience in podcasting world, I respect that that's your income, that's your livelihood. So I I feel bad that it has happened to her. But um, I'm kind of shocked that it happened too at the same time because I'm like, what actually caused the caused it this time, right? Because every other video has been up getting hundreds and thousands of views. And then on the other side of it, there's fresh and fit. I, I don't, you know, care for fresh and fit personally, because based on my phenotype, I am a leper in their community, black woman, dreadlocks, you know, I'm at the bottom of the totem pole, which is fine because I have no ho- no horse in that race and I don't want to invite. So I'm okay. I don't even want to, I don't even care to know what you guys do or whatever, but I've come across their videos as well. You see them, they had a little bit of controversy and, um, I just knew for sure that I would not watch them or support them with a view after they used a term that I, I was taken aback by, which was called Night Rider. And that's called having sex with a black girl. And I was like, wow. And these are black guys, mind you. So so I was like, wow, okay, so they hate their community, you know. And then you can look at Cynthia G the same way and be like, because she's, 
you know, had the same rhetoric towards the black men. So it was like, okay, they hit the community. So collectively, I used to, and Colossal and I would watch, you know, all of this, because in a weird way, it would all come back to back. Like, you would think that we're searching this stuff and seeking it out. Not at all. But it's like a rabbit hole. You'll put one thing on, or maybe you'll click on one thing, and it'll just open up the the algorithms for that type of, you know, topics or that type of, you know, video subject. But anyway, um, yeah, so I figure like this, they both need to be taken down off of YouTube, you know, because yeah, I, I, honestly, I don't want to say that. I don't, I don't want to say that because I don't know. I don't watch Fresh and Fit to say like what they do. If they might have changed up their stuff, you know, because they said that they were penalized and they were demonetized a few months back. That's what other YouTubers are saying. So maybe they might have switched it up, you know. But I don't know. It's so interesting in how swift justice was exacted on. Cynthia G is very interesting. Um, and I just kind of like, re- uh, there's a couple of things why I'm a little shocked and I'm probably at a loss for words. So the first one is, okay, she was, you know, very, very, you know, influential in the women, in the in a certain women community of, you know, black women, I should say, community when it comes to the rhetoric that she was kicking. Right. But, uh, and I agreed with some of the things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and act like I did not agree with Cynthia G. I watched her for about three years. I didn't subscribe to her, but if it came on, I didn't turn it off because I'm like, let me hear what she's talking about today. And then sometimes if it was like, for example, that time when the guy, um, in Miami. I think I might've talked about him too, but it was a guy in Miami that he was like from Texas, African dude that hated black women and went on Twitter years before, you know, just go, you know, just expressing his disdain for black women and how he loves beautiful blonde women and blonde women are the best. And he ends up getting killed by the blonde woman that he loved so much. And then it came out that she was beating the shit out of him, torturing him, abusing him. And he was just taking it because she was a blonde woman. That's, you know, she was his type, I should say. And so when that news story broke, because it happened in Miami, you know, I'm in Florida. So when a news story broke, I said, oh my God, I got to see what Cynthia G say about this. Just because that's a subject right up her alley. And she didn't fail. She hit some points on the head. She made some interesting points that made a, you know, give you a chuckle or two, not at someone else's expenses of death or nothing like that. But you know, the points that she was making, I'm not going to say I didn't dis didn't agree or disagree. I ran to her channel that time. Like, ah, let me see what she's going to say. And there was a couple of more instances of, you know, celebrity things or things in the news that I'm like, okay, let me run over here. Cause I know she's going to have something to say about this, but then, and yeah, and and that type of commentary was fine. I didn't have a problem with that because she wasn't like, kill them. You know, he deserved to die. She basically was like, look, what we were thinking she was saying like, oh, you hated us. You went all over Twitter to tell us how bad and ghetto and all we want to do is fight, etc. But look who was bad. Look who is ghetto and look who killed you with ghetto tactics, not us. So, um, and got away with it because 
of course he's black she's white and you know it's gonna be like big black guy killing her a self-defense so she's chilling in hawaii right now well last time we heard about that girl but yeah no repercussions so she spoke about that and she was spot on with you know her predictions of what would happen etc etc behind that case but it was when you come to you know the children and saying like you know kill the boys and don't you know just like break up our black community we have a lot of stuff against us you know what i'm saying so we don't want to add to it by separating what what's left you know you know how many people be well you know i'm gonna say non-black people for starters no no I can't even say that I can't even say that real talk because black people be racist too (laughs) towards their own but do you know how many people are shocked to hear that Colossal and I have been together as long as we have and we have no children they're like what what's keeping y'all together because we're black and that's the that's the part that's the part that kills me because they just society at large black it don't matter what color society at large just is like it's like a um I don't know like a unicorn you know or a leprechaun riding a dragon you know to see a a black couple with no children together for over 13 15 years you know what I'm saying it's like what it has to be so is he rich you're rich and it's like no we 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 met each other with nothing we came together and we built everything we have together and they're like and no kids forced y'all to stay together does he have kids no do you have kids no so people find that hard to believe and i that offends me i'm not gonna lie sometimes i you know i'll just like brush it off but sometimes i'll be like yo that shit is so irritating because why is it so hard to believe that black people could love each other well when you go on youtube and you see people like cynthia g and fresh and fit then yeah yeah it's easy to believe that black people can't love each other and it's easy to believe you know that other races could swoop in and take advantage of us you know but it's not the case it's not the case i know so many beautiful black couples in love been together for years established their families i've seen it i know it i also see um with other races too so you know but it's just like it's like a it's like a unicorn or a leprechaun riding a dragon when you see it in our community so it was a little disheartening because i you know had a conversation with colossal ironically a couple of months ago and i was like you notice you don't really see like white guy and maybe because i'm not in that world so i'm not checking for white content on you know youtube like that and i you know not saying that i look at 100 percent black content i look at everything but you know what i'm talking about like i'm not seeking out how what does white couples do you know if i see something that pops up it pops up it's a couple i'm not looking at them like oh it's a white couple versus a black couple but all that to say is like you don't see a lot of, um, and like I said, maybe because I'm not looking, but um, you don't see a lot of, you know, white men saying, we don't like white women because of this. White women need to go to black men because we don't want you. You don't see that. You don't see Spanish men saying that to Spanish women. You don't see Asian men saying that to Asian women. 
only us to each other. Only we as black women are saying that to our black men and our black men are saying that to us. So I was saying a couple of months ago, Colossal, I was talking, I was like, you know, what's the saddest thing, the saddest thing about this whole rhetoric going back and forth, which is like the tea party and the manosphere is just creating further division. And it's also for everyone else that's watching is letting them know like, okay, we know exactly what to do next to control these folks. You know what I'm saying? Or how to just destroy the race as a whole. And there's going to be no one to stop it because, you know, in the same conversation I was saying, you can type in N-I-G-G-A on Instagram and it just, you hit post, it posts immediately, but you can't type in R-A-C-I-S-T. As soon as you hit send, it immediately pops up guidelines rules and regulations and it, uh, basically a threat saying hey do you really want to post this because it's about to go down on your account type of thing and so that's what kind of triggered my conversation like yo that's so crazy how you can post n- you know nigga but you can't post racist that's crazy to me and so I kind of rolled that rolled into like I said that's kind of like YouTube how they you know they got like all these you know black men that can talk about how disgusting black women are blah 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 and then you have all these black women that equally say hey kill black babies if they're boys etc and it's okay it just flies but if we say something about you know LGBT you know, the Jewish community, the Asian community, Israel, Palestine, white people flagged immediately. I said, why is no one flagging it for us? Why is there no one stopping this shit? I said, because A, we're doing it to ourselves. We're supporting it as we're abusing ourselves and they're getting paid for it without having to do nothing. Just let them kill themselves. Let them destroy themselves and we'll collect the money. So I guess in a weird way, and I'm just going to keep this really short. This is a short one, but I guess in a weird way, I'm happy to see that, you know, YouTube is taking steps. You know, some people could say, oh, it could be because elections are coming up and they don't want a further divide because if you got black people hating black people, how are you going to properly count a demographic for votes? Is if, if it's division within divisions, right? So, you know, that's that's a random theory. I, I have no facts or nothing supporting that. That's just me randomly coming up with a theory that um we kind of need the people together. And then on top of it, look what happened recently with law. They banned abortion or abortion to some degree. Okay, they made, um, you know, made it harder to get plan B pills and abortion options. They want families and they want people to have children and to create families. So we can't actively promote a divide within one community because guess what? This community heavily influences 
other communities, regardless of people want to admit it or not, from the way we dress, how we cook, what we eat, to the music we listen to, the music we create, and how we just live overall. You know, we're one of the biggest adapted cultures. So if you start seeing people hating within the culture and saying, I don't want to have kids with a black woman, I don't want to have kids with a black man, then that could possibly trickle over into other cultures maybe and cause divides there. And we don't want that. I don't know. I'm just, it's just a theory. But at the same time, on the flip side of it, on a positive side of it, I am happy to see that someone is taking some form of action against the division in the black community. Now, I don't care who you date. I don't care who you love, what color they are, because at the end of the day, you know, like Dwight Howard said, it is, that's just a funny joke, but whatever goes on in your bedroom is in your bedroom. It's not for me to figure that out. Now, I'm with Willie D, and I don't know why this episode is, I guess, because I had a whole overload this morning. Like, I haven't really been on, you know, YouTube and all that stuff in the last couple of days because I've been really, really working on some other things. But, um, you know, this morning I had a, a quick binge, and I said, you know, I got to do an episode. This is funny. But, um, yeah, like Willie D said, Okay, yeah, I agree. We don't need to know what's going on in your bedroom unless it's a crime. And I'll just leave it at that. So I agree with Willie D. But, um, yeah, I think we do need to get back to a space of loving each other. Now, am, am I saying that you have to, you know, get with someone black 100% and procreate? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying let's respect each other a little bit more. That's something that I challenged myself to do. I, I read a couple of months ago that they said that black people are the only people in society that don't look each other in the eye. When they talk to each other, when they're just passing by, we'll look away before we look at each other to avoid on eye contact on purpose, but we will connect via eye contact and speak to any other race before our own. I thought that was interesting. And I, so after I read that, I paid attention to myself. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so true. I did just look away. Like, I'm walking into Walmart, and the lady's coming, you know, right at me, black lady. And I looked away. And I was like, why did I do that? Oh my God, I'm guilty. I did that shit. So I've been proactively making it a point of my duty to meet people where they're at, give them eye contact and say, hello. Hey, how you doing? And not just, you know, black people, everyone, but um, in particular, black people. And I noticed that um, since I've been on that journey, that's a personal growth journey of mine. And since I've been on that, I've been getting a lot of positive reception from people, you know. So you just realize frequencies, energies, that'll be another episode because that's 
something that's high on my plate. But frequencies and energies that it plays a part in elevating your energy and your frequency by giving out positive frequencies, if that makes any sense. So just meeting someone where they're at, like you're walking to the store and say, hey, how you doing? Hello. You know, and you don't have to be the initiator because 90, 99% of the time I'm not the initiator of saying hello and shit because I really don't want widows to think that I'm cool and you can follow me home and no weird shit like that. But if someone says hello, I'll say, hello. hey, how you doing? And I don't care if it's a bum to the fucking executive. Hey, hello. Hey, how you doing? You know, um, and you just be surprised. I'll give you a story. Mother's Day this year. I'm driving to West Palm Beach to go see my mom, Colossal, myself, and Marley, my doggy bear. So we're riding. We stop at a gas station. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to um get some gas or whatever. And I'm coming out of the gas station. And it was a young, um, a short couple, black couple, but they were older. And um, definitely gave me like my grandparents vibes because both my grandparents on both sides of my family are short. So you would look at me like who you belong to because everyone is short. But anyway, so they gave me my grandparents vibes, you know, and they look Caribbean. They were Haitian. So Caribbean. So when I was walking out, the the gentleman was holding the door and his wife was walking out and I was walking out behind her. So he held the door for me too. So I said, thank you. And it was Mother's Day. So I turned to the wife and I said, happy Mother's Day. Enjoy your Sunday. And then um, they looked at me and he just started smiling and it was like, are you a mother? Are you a mother? Instead of just saying happy Mother's Day. Because I would have took it and been like, all right. But I was like, oh, no, I'm a doggy mom. I have a dog. But it's okay, you know. But I'm still going to enjoy my Mother's Day. I'm going to go spend it with family. So I went to my car. And Colossal said at this time, oh, I want to go buy a water or something real quick. So he runs back into the store. I'm pumping the gas. And then I get back into the car and I'm about to pull up. So, you know, just pull into a space in the front so he can just come out and get into the car. This car comes around and blocks me at the pump so I can't move. And I'm like, so I mean, I could reverse back, but I was trying to go forward. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So when I looked, it was the older couple. They hopped out the car and they was like, can we pray for you? Can we pray with you? And I was like, um, it's okay, you guys. It's, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay. And they said, because I said to them, I'm a doggy mom that bothered them because I'm a beautiful woman and women make beautiful children. And they pray one day that I'll be a mom and all this other stuff. Right. And it was a mother's day prayer. I welcomed it. Right. And I was like, Oh, you know, you just never know what that's for. Right. And they, and they, one thing that was in particular, within that prayer. And even Colossal spoke about it a couple of days later because he walked up as they were praying. Um, they said, we act, you know, ask father God, you give her the strength that she needs for whatever's coming. So that kind of made me a little like, what the hell is coming? <laughs> I don't want nothing to come now. I've been pretty chill or whatever, but I will say this, that was May. I've had some 
ups and downs, you know, after that, right? And I felt like God sent those angels to cover me in prayer and to give me the strength that I needed to get through what I had to get through. Nothing bad, water on my back, really when you think about it. And I will say this, honestly, the things that I've kind of went through in the last couple of months, if I went through this 15 years ago, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. Just to be real honest with you, I'd probably be like, you know, this is a good time to go drive the car off the cliff. This is the perfect time to do it. And I thought about that at points in my times in my life when things didn't go my way and I was, you know, hit with roadblock after roadblock or denial after denial or rejection after rejection, you know, makes you feel like that. But the stuff that I went like, and I, this, like I, was, I went through stuff recently, but the crazy thing, I don't feel like I went through anything. And that's how I am grateful, first and foremost, for the growth, the discipline and the strength. But I'm also grateful for me and my reaction to things, you know, so kudos to me. I had to pat myself on the back because I don't really give myself a lot of credit. And even right now, as I'm talking, like a little piece of me wants to cry. And I don't even know why, because I'm not sad. But you just think about like, wow, your growth is fucking amazing. Whew. So, yeah. So all I have to say is I feel like um, it's needed. It's, and I'm happy that someone in the social media realms and the YouTube realms are starting to take a little bit of rain and control over how certain communities are depicted like you cannot you know bash us and hold us to heavy guide hold us to heavy community guidelines for certain communities and not others so there you go so I appreciate that part of it another thing of mine this is all speculation so do not come for me I I I love him and he has a beautiful family on you know, I followed him on Instagram. He's even reached out. You know, we've had like some Instagram friends communications that went really well. And I have nothing but respect for him. But um, and I don't even know. So I should actually check. Let me pause right real quick and check before I even say this joke. Okay. So before I actually went to, you know, tell the joke, I had to just double check and I'm so happy I did. So anyway, I was like, oh my God, who at YouTube is gunning for Cynthia G like this? Because that's the fastest takedown I've seen in YouTube history. They took her initial channel down. She put one up and within 24 hours that was annihilated. So I said, it's a black man. It's a black man on her. I said, it's Tumabasa. Doesn't he work for YouTube? He's like, nah, you're not going to be breaking up the black community. He has a beautiful black wife. He's African. You know, he he's just a, a, a good overall businessman, right? But come to find out, he's actually the director of black music and culture for the online giant YouTube. And he draws on his industry connections and hip-hop expertise to increase the online giant's connection with the urban community. So... I don't know. I don't want to say that, you know, Tumabasa took time out of his day for someone like Cynthia G. But if you go and look up this black man with his beautiful wife, beautiful kids, 
And like they say, he is the director of black music and culture for the YouTube community. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. This is just my opinion. I have no dog in the race, and that's no facts. That's just my opinion. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, take this shit down. This is making us look bad. So, shout out to whoever's over there. But also, the CEO of YouTube is Neil Mahan. He's an Indian-American man. Another brown man. So, yeah. It's good to see that, um, you know, that A, people of color are holding statue and influence in corporate America. But it's also good to see that, hey, look, you're not going to, I don't care if you're black. I don't care who you are. You're not going to tear down the black community. And it has to start somewhere. You know, sorry that it had to be Cynthia G., you know, but I understand because some of her last couple of joints, I was like, I cannot, let me flip it to IAG Farms, you know, let me flip it to something else, not this, you know, positive, and you know, that says a lot about yourself, myself, that I'm proactively like, let me go over to IAG Farms, I don't want to hear this, let me put on some music, I don't want to hear this. You know, it says a lot about yourself. So also says a lot about who her audience is as well. Some people say they've been with her from the beginning. And they said in the beginning, she was very positive, very black, pro-black, pro-community. And ultimately, she got with another pro-black YouTuber who, I don't know, to me, I felt like, you kind of know what you're setting yourself up for. He has five baby mothers, like six kids, and he kicks that whole rhetoric of polygamy. So you should have known that you're not going to be number one or you're not going to be the only one in that relationship. And um, honestly, when it kind of gets into those type of um, that culture, you know, which right after this, I have another episode that's going to be going up too because I owe that one for you from two weeks ago. So I'm going to drop that one today as well. But um, if you go into that lifestyle of like, oh, hotep, holistic, you know, black power, black power, I'm going to, you know, grow my own food, educate my own kids. Sometimes a part of that culture and that lifestyle is polygamy because they believe in community. So the women will come together and raise the kids together. It'll be one dude on a, you know, maybe a farm somewhere and they got like acres and each wife got a hut, I guess, or a house, you know, and they come together and raise the kids. The crazy thing is um, on HBO years ago, there was a show I used to watch. I used to be obsessed with this show. And this was a point in time where, like I said earlier, if, you know, things that happened to me recently would have happened to me 10, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I probably would have drove my car off the cliff. So around the, that time is when Big Love was on HBO, right? And I cannot lie. I, at that time, if someone would have said, hey, I'm going to do like big love, Colleen, and you're going to be wife number one or wife number two or whatever the fuck, I probably would have been in a polygamy, a polygamist relationship because of big love. I'm just saying, 
Yeah, y'all never watched that show? Okay, so if y'all never watched that show, look it up. It's an HBO show. I'm pretty sure y'all can go on like Max because they have all of HBO stuff and look up Big Love. You'll be surprised. And to know that people, because they're Mormons, live like that right now. But the premise of the show is allegedly Sam Walton, who we know is Sam's club, right? Walmart, right? Sam Walton was a polygamist, but in public, you only seen him with his main wife, which was his first wife and his first wife's kids, you know, but they said he ultimately had three wives and this is just loosely you know i don't rem- this, i'm not this is not facts this is allegedly let me throw that out there because when i used to watch the show this was the stuff and the rumors that were swirling around the show at the time etc so they were saying that um yeah he was rich he had you know department stores walmart etc so he bought a um he bought into a neighborhood and then on the neighborhood it was three big beautiful houses when you pull up to the front of the house each house looks like their own house so you could pull up to house a and you can go visit with me or you could pull up to house b and go visit with you know wife number two or you could pull up to wife um to house c and pull up to wife number three's house right the thing though is when you go into the backyard it was one big backyard so all three houses connected to make one huge backyard huge barbecues you know places for the kids to play etc and all of the wives would go from house to house through the backyard versus the front yard very interesting show I just went into a whole deep ass thing about big love. But all that to say is back then watching big love, living the way dude lived on big love. I probably would have been a wife, one or two or three, because none of them worked. They were all rich. They all was chilling to some degree. Cause you know, everything comes with problems or ups and downs. So all that to say is, even on the show, every woman knew what they got into when they got with the main character. They he he introduced him to the wife. Even down towards the end of the show, he was trying to get a fourth wife, and the rest of the wives was like, "We tired, no." But he still tried to get a fourth wife, and he brought her in, and she was like, "Nah, this is too much for me," and she left. So, that being said. This guy over here that Cynthia G allegedly had her child with, she met him when she was on her pro-black movement, you know, power to the people, black community, black wife, black husband. She met this dude who I think he's supposed to be a YouTuber too. I don't follow him. I don't know. But allegedly, um, he has multiple baby mothers and he believes in polygamy. And then you had a baby with him. And he told you that he's for the streets, ultimately. And um, so that's when she flipped script. Now she had this baby. She's a single mother. And then she flipped script like, hate black people. Hate, well, hate black men. Black women don't have sex with black men. Date anyone but a black man. Now, I'm going to say this. I agree with that. Like, I don't 
think that you should just have to date only black men because you're a black woman. If you find a great guy and he's black, fine. And you're black, fine. If you find a great guy and he's not black, don't not date him because he's not black. I hope I'm making sense. Like don't, cause you might miss out on a great person and you might miss out on the love of your life because you, you saw color. Right. So I've learned that like my great grandmother's biracial, you know, um, it goes down the line, down the line, like we're not a hundred percent black. So even if you see me and you're like, Oh, black girl, dreadlock, boom, boom, boom. I, you can literally see some of my family members and you'll be like, where y'all from? Yeah. So there you go. So you can't judge a book by its cover and it's not our place to say, you know, who you love or who you don't love, but it is your place to know what you're getting yourself into. So like 20 years ago, I would have been the fourth wife on big love, right? On that show 20 years later, hell no. Give me my one man and what we have going on. And I'm fine. Honestly, I don't think I'm in the market for kids and I'm fine with that too. You know what I'm saying? So just know what you're dealing with and and what you're getting yourself into. So I think that she thought just like a lot of women do and not just a black woman thing, women, everyone's, every woman think their vagina is kryptonite. My vagina is going to heal the blind and the cripple shall walk after getting some of this vagina. That's how, you know, women are out there, you know? And, um, when they realize it's not the case, like why didn't my vagina keep him all the tricks and acrobatics I did. And he still went out and fucked with her. What is going on? Right. It can devastate you. It's a bruise. It bruises the ego. So apparently her ego was bruised because he said, Hey, you're now just one of the many and you're not even a wife. You're just my sixth baby mother and I'm gonna keep it pushing and I'm not coming to delivery and I'm not you know, you got to do, it is what it is. So that's when her rhetoric changed. And that's when Cynthia G started spewing the hate for the black men. But in reality, it was hate for one black man. So that's interesting. So it was like, oh, you sneaky little, uh, because I honestly feel like just do that. Be real. Be like, yo, I was fucked up. I was hurt. This is why I feel like this. Because guess what? Those are that's your truth. That's your facts. And can't no one do that? Can't no one, you know, um, I don't know, like hold that against you, you know? You if you talk like you see, I see girls up there talking about, oh, um, my husband cheated on me and I had to leave and now I'm living in a van. And you, you see those type of videos where these people, these women, even men are talking about their shortcomings, their, how life fucked them over or whatever. And they're getting millions of views on YouTube telling their truth. So that's just it. Like, it's like you wanted to rile up a bunch of women to abort their babies and kill their mates. Because you had a baby with a five-time polygamous dude that you thought was going to change because of you. Okay. So now that I looked into perspective, I was a lot, I was really disappointed. But then I was like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it was something else there. You know, even Colossal was like, I told you that she wasn't just saying that for no reason. She was saying that because somebody hurt her. 
and she wanted to hurt them publicly plus you know create a bandwagon effect and have other people you know just kind of create that divide so kudos once again to youtube for um standing up for our community you know and um, saying, hey, look, this is not going to be tolerated as well. But now what I will say is I challenge YouTube to um, go after other people that are doing that as well. You know, um, it's not for me to say who it is or whatever, because I am not the, the guideline community police. But um, you see them out there. I know recently... Um, is a lot of bait clickers too. So I don't remember her name or whatever like that, but I almost went, I almost fell down that YouTube rabbit of, you know, arguing with people online. And I was like, Oh no, 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 this is not what we do. And I deleted my post and not my post. Yeah. My comment, I deleted it and removed myself from the group chat. Cause I was like, no, because I personally feel I have no facts on this, but I personally feel like if you comment some crazy shit, that's going to flag them too, to start looking at you and seeing how you're rocking in the comments and you know, stuff like that. So just be careful out there guys. But it was, um, it was a, it was a, and it wasn't, and I was not being racist or anything but I thought it was because I'll comment on some shade room stuff from time to ten I'll comment on some just whatever and some people hit the like button like oh my god because they'll catch my humor or then some people like what do you mean by that and I'm like oh my god here we go with the police but um it was a white girl that said um had a caption but was like my dad said don't bring home a black man and don't have no babies with a black man and then she pops in with her mixed baby and then um so the captions was like um oh i hope you didn't do that to to spite your father oh this is not a funny joke this is real stupid of you blah 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 and there was a lot of comments from I don't know what their races was. So I'm not going to say, like, oh, white people, black people. I don't know what that. It was just a lot of comments from people basically saying that the post was stupid. And like, what, like, what are you trying to prove? Like, you know, I hope you're not trying to do this to spite your dad because he didn't like the black husband or whatever. And so I said something. I was like, well, it's safe to say that a lot of people in here agree with your dad, not saying I agreed with the dad, but maybe the, you know, reading it versus you saying it, you have animation to your voice. You know, you can kind of get the joke or whatever. But I said, it's safe to say a lot of people in here agree with your dad. She was like, you uneducated black bitch. Woo. Woo. So I was like, wow, you put up a bait, a race baiting video to bait people in about race using your mixed kid, your mixed kid that's half black. And I wasn't saying that I agree with the dad. I wasn't saying that, you know, she shouldn't have a mixed baby. I'm looking at the other comments of the people going off. And I'm like, her joke didn't land well. So it's safe to say there's a lot of people in here that agree with your dad. So that didn't land well or something to that effect. And I get called the uneducated black bitch. So that's the type of things that, you know, when Cynthia G spoke about stuff like that, I recognize and I agree that, you know, there's other people that are accepted into our community either by marriage, by, you know, birth, you know, or whatever. 
And um, they still look at us as less than, but they're comfortably lounging in our recliner eating fried chicken. So make it make sense. So I think that all of that needs to be reviewed and start to get vetted out on these type of platforms because it's not cool and it's not cute. You know what I'm saying? And I worry about the children, all of them, not just the mixed ones or the black ones from impoverished neighborhoods. I'm worried about all the asses because guess what? They're all getting the same life lessons from social media and um, YouTube right now. Literally, you can go on YouTube if you want to learn how to make beef and broccoli. You can get a Chinese man, an Indian man, an African man, and a Spanish man that will show you how to make beef and broccoli in similar fashions, just to let you know the world is calibrating daily to be on one level. So I think it's good. I think it's a good thing that they are um, holding the black or black topics or topics that affect the black community on YouTube. They're holding them to equal standards that they are with others. You know, um, like holding ourselves, I should say, because if we can't cross that line and go over there and say anything crazy on their shit, they're instantly coming for us. But we could say shit all day about us. And that was looking crazy. So it's good to see that they're taking a stance and it's not going to be tolerated. And I'm hoping just going forward, they'll vet a little bit more. But um. Yeah, so that's all I have to say about that. They did put up a GoFundMe for Cynthia G. I think Storm Monroe has it on his page if you guys care to donate and help her out there. I think anyone who that was their sole income, you know, that's if you feel in your heart to help them out, do so. I pray that, um, you know, she takes this as a, as a lesson, you know, as an opportunity to say like, hey, in the future, it's okay to recognize the problems because you actually gave a voice to people that didn't have a voice that we were victims of all types of bullshit in, in some capacity, not all of her topics, you know? So you gave a voice to some, but um, come with solutions next time too. And not vendetta like kill the children and no shit like that but come with solutions like hey this is what we should do you know versus kill the children like no that's fucking crazy I don't condone that and that's where she lost me you know so yeah definitely um want to think about even with me like some days I be feeling like I need to do more to be more of a um to have more of a social media presence, you know, a lot of people say, you do so much, you know, it's, you know, you need to let people see this. So I really do want to have more of a social media or a YouTube presence, a podcast presence. But then days like today, when Cynthia G gets chopped down, you know, a year after Tasha K got chopped down, it's like, who it's, it's, I'm still finding my footing with podcasting, you know, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. You know, because I like to, I like to bring to you guys, my feelings, bring to you guys some insights into something new, but, um, I never like I never try to go overboard, you know? And and I also know that my audience is not just black. I have a wide variety from CEO level, executive level down to janitorial level, from 
Indonesia to Jamaica to Croatia. I have people listening to me from everywhere. So I would never want to isolate a group, single out a group or anything like that. You know, so I always try to keep my content inclusive because I think about myself and I think about, you know, it's times it's, we all, I, I can speak for myself. I've been through times of being excluded from things that I felt I should have been included in. I've been excluded from, you know, family, friends, school activities, job activities that you felt you should have been a part of, you know, and it's okay. Like, I mean, it's not a good feeling, you know, like we're human, right? But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be true to yourself. And if our bru- ease, ugh, let me go back a little bit. If our egos get bruised, it's okay to dust yourself off, get up and kind of keep going. Like we can't stop and we can't let the world end. Um, the only song, cause you know, I always try to end every episode with a song. The only song that's coming to mind right now is got what got got till it's gone I, th- I might be jacking it up but you know the Janet Jackson song you don't know what you got till it's gone and come to find out they say that Cynthia G was making about 30 to 40 thousand dollars a month allegedly let me put that in there because I don't have any legal representation <laughs> a month on YouTube Child, I could live off of that. You hear me? Live and have my wing spot open up down the street, the studio and the other end of the street and and be in here podcasting. Like, I could do that. So to see that she's terminated and then to come to find out once they terminate you because Google owns YouTube. So they'll be able to know based on whatever email you're using to set up your account, who you are, go figures, how convenient, right? So you can't just go in. Um, even if you try to create a new account, a new Google email, they're going to uh, link it right to the rest of your emails. Trust me. So it's no way around that shit to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a new channel or whatever. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are ways, but they're going to they're going to keep on cutting you off at the at the head. So I don't understand how that's going to work. So I guess it is kind of like interesting to say, like, damn, you went from 40,000 a month. Some niggas, some people don't even make that in a year, a month to nothing to now you're you know having to resort to figuring out another way to get to the people and will it be as impactful as youtube like youtube is the easiest thing to get on like some so many people like come follow me on twitch come follow me over here and i'll try it but i'm just i'm not into that you know everyone's different you know but YouTube, I can click on YouTube, watch a live real quick. Instagram, watch a live real quick. You know, certain things are just user-friendly or just not even user-friendly in that way. It's like second nature, you know, for me to go to YouTube versus Twitch, I guess, or whatever. So, or Patreon. You know, a lot of people use Patreon, which is like a paid platform, a subs- you know, subscription-based platform. So... And to me, I feel like Patreon works when you have a good, strong YouTube channel. Like, for example, um, 
I always will mention Tasha K. A lot of people hate on Tasha K, and a lot of people say, oh, she played herself with the Cardi B thing. I have no dog in that race. But what I will say is her comeback has been steadily on the rise. So if that come if that setback of Cardi B maybe it needed to happen to put her on a more professional track and a more serious track with her with her platform because she hasn't been demonetized she hasn't been taken off of YouTube but um she's still up there but she moves you know accordingly and then she has her Patreon where she's like, hey, I'm dropping something exclusive tonight. You don't want to miss out on this gossip. Tune in, subscribe to my Patreon for that information. And then some information where she feels like, hey, for legal purposes, I don't want to put this on anyone's platform. I have a subscription-based website, TashaK.com or whatever it is. And you come over here and subscribe to me and get this even juicier gossip or whatever it is, right? So she has tears to her mad her madness. You get that free tear, that Friday night, you know, gossip session, or she go over celebrity news with you. But then if she wants to expand on something or if she have some receipts or she have an exclusive interview with someone, then she's going to take that over to Patreon maybe or over to her website, right? So that that creates a, a, de, a demand and it creates, um, you know, content, a need, and it's going to create a fan base, a subscription base. So I feel like the YouTube is important because you could start there for free. Like, you know, get the people up, get the attention, and then they go over to your Patreon. I don't know. I haven't done any of this yet, so... I'm just assuming, you know, it might chink the armor a little bit for Cynthia G if she doesn't have that ability to redirect them from a YouTube video to Patreon in the future. But who knows? People are hustlers. Um, She seems like a very intelligent woman. I've mentioned Cynthia G on my podcast several times because in the past there were several things that... I can't find none of those videos now, of course, because it's all gone. But it was several things that she agree- I agreed with. Like, you know, I just shared my experience about me and another YouTuber who showed signs of racism, even though they had mixed kids. Right. So things like that. And, you know, certain nuances that we as black women go through. I relate to it. And I could and I and I still agree with it now the other stuff like annihilating our race and um just dead and all black men and don't abort it if it's a boy like I don't agree with that at all because you know regardless if your father's a deadbeat or not you came from a black man you came from a black woman right now I could understand if your dad's a deadbeat and wasn't in your life then you got with a bunch of deadbeat dudes and then it just kind of was a, a habitual pattern. And that set that set the premise of how your perception is and perception is reality for people. So if I perceive it this way, this is, and this continues to happen to me, then this is my reality. So, but, um, so I think that's what happened to her. I think she was a victim of her own perception, which became her reality. And um, I'm like, damn, you know, I feel bad for her, but she got me, bitch, because I didn't know that she had the whole hotep polyamorous baby daddy that 
that's the whole reason why she went into this whole rhetoric. So it wasn't authentic. You weren't doing it for the women. And you could tell because she was not empower, empowering towards other women. She wasn't nice, you know. So it was it was crazy. But anyway, so that's it. That's enough with my rant about Cynthia G. I wish her the best. Um, not my fight, not my dog in the race. I did respect some of her her opinions. I did I did mention her several times. I redirected people to her YouTube channel from my podcast here several times. So I'm not gonna say I didn't. And I'm not jumping on any bandwagon to say, oh, she deserves it. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, but it's definitely a lesson. It's a lesson for me. It's a lesson for anyone out there that's trying to get into podcasting, into blogging, into YouTube, and into influencing. Um, you gotta if you're trying to cast a wider net, you know, don't go so in on your initial fan base. Don't go so hard on your niche. Because a niche could take you out. Her niche was hating black men, and it took her out. She really believed that black men had no power and couldn't do anything. The irony of life is there's a black man that's over the urban community and culture of YouTube. So I don't know why I feel like one and two made three on this, but the irony was definitely in effect. But anyway, I'm not going to hold you long because I got some more that I want to talk to you all about Urban Crime Series Episode 2 is coming up next. But I'm going to leave y'all here with this Janet Jackson because it's true. You don't know what you have until it's gone. You know what I'm saying? And for all of us in life, I know it's been all of us experience something, be it a job, be it a love, be it um, friends, be it just a memory from a good time, you know, that you didn't appreciate in that moment. But then you realize it was a good time years later type of thing. So that saying rings true. You don't know what you have till it's gone. That's why me, I strive um, to just be happy daily, to um, focus on positive energies. And when you f- you could literally feel when your vibration is lower or lowering, fight that. Fight that with everything you can. If it's like putting on higher frequencies on YouTube, riding your bike in the sun, putting your feet in some grass and hugging a tree. My girls talk to me out there. I call them my girls, but I got some really big trees in my backyard and I come out there. I swear to God, there's no wind blowing, but they'll just start waving at me. And I'm like, okay, I'll leave that. That's another topic for another day. But, um, yeah, Colossal thought I was BSing. I would tell him how I, you know, I talked to the trees and the trees talk back. And he was like, no, they don't. Literally, we're in the kitchen. The tree starts waving. I said, look, she's waving at you. And he's like, it's the wind. And he went out there. No wind. He walked up to it. But yeah, that's a, a subject for another day. Once you, I believe in it, though. It's just what you believe in, right? They said whatever you believe becomes your reality. So there you go. But um, I believe in hiring your frequencies. I believe you can do so. I'm telling you, like, I just, t- I didn't even realize that until I had this episode talking to you all. That um, this was a very interesting year for me, you know? And who I'm so proud of myself. Handled it with grace. The year ain't done. Knock on wood. And I just, you know, I don't want nothing else crazy, you know, God forbid. But um, yeah, 
you don't realize how strong you are until you have to go through stuff, right? So there you go. So um, I'm going to leave you all on that. Now, I've been rambling and going on and whatever, whatever. But I'm going to leave you with a couple of things. One, get grounded. Raise your frequencies and your vibrations at any by any means necessary. If it means not hanging around people, removing yourself from certain people, not watching certain shows, not listening to certain music, not eating certain foods, we got to do it, you know, to, to elevate that frequency, get back in touch with nature. Electronics are great, but nature is better. Okay. And number three, love yourself. Love on yourself. Have a whole relationship with yourself. Date yourself. Even if you're married, date yourself. Trust me, it's very rewarding and it does wonders for your whole being. And lastly, if you like this podcast, She Can Talk podcast, tell a friend. And if you do not like the She Can Talk podcast, tell a friend. It doesn't matter. It does not going to hurt us either way. So if you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, please, I encourage you, tell a friend. Another thing, definitely love on yourself and spread that love because you can't love me. You can't love no one else outside of you if you don't love you first. So go ahead and love yourself and have a great weekend. Until next time, y'all, much love from my mouth to your ears. I love y'all. Peace. What's what's the next song? The one about me. Oh yeah. I like this uh, one. What? And <laughs>